Bring out Elizabeth Selwyn. The tortured souls cried out in agony as the flames mounted higher and higher. Burn, witch, burn, witch, burn, burn, burn. Those I've said of these known today, the actual practice of witchcraft in the 17th century. Okay. All right, rock and roll. And we're back at it. We are. About damn time. I must have watched 30 movies and TV shows. Um, <laughs> it's been it's been a busy time. I bet. Yeah, man. What else is there to do? Well, that's true. I mean, what else is there to do, right? I mean, reading, writing, mm. uh, podcasting, working. Right. So, uh, I know we definitely have um, something on the agenda for today. Yeah. We're going to be talking about a show, a movie called Eli. Um, but before that, might as well just talk a little bit. I don't know if you got a chance to see this movie. It's called The Headhunter. You know, you told me about it, and um, I still haven't seen it. I, 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 I right. will. I definitely will. All right, so maybe we d- we'll save that discussion for when you've seen it. But um, if anyone listening to this, go check out The Headhunter. I saw it on Amazon Prime Video, and it's from 2018. Uh, in case you're searching, because it's two words, well, three words, The Headhunter. A medieval warrior's gruesome collection of heads is missing only one, the monster that killed his daughter years ago. And... It's a low-budget f- movie, but it has a, a really cool feel to it and a good vibe, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty cool. It's a fantasy horror movie, which you don't see too many of those, and I really liked the vibe of it, and uh, it was it was kind of cool and original. So go check it out, and I guess we'll you know discuss it next time. But uh, yeah, The Headhunter. Definitely. Um, cool. You know, I've been watching a lot of... Uh... Kind of, kind of changing the subject a little. Watching a lot of like uh, instrumentals and stuff on YouTube, and I was watching this video of Danny Carey from Tool playing the drums. It was like all the drum cam. Uh-huh. Oh my god, dude! That guy's freaking talent is ridiculous. Oh yeah, it's, it's like crazy. he's got a different brain for every limb, you know? Because it's like he's playing like multi, what do they call it? Polyrhythmic stuff. So it's like yes. one hand is beating at a, a certain rhythm. Uh, mind the terminology, you know, hitting the drum at a certain rhythm, and then the other one's mm-hmm. going at a different one. It's insane. Yeah, it's incredible when I see people do stuff that, like that. Dude, I'm always, man, dude, I'm always stunned by people who have the talent to do stuff like that because I can't keep a simple rhythm with the drums. Absolutely, I've. I've I, I, yeah. I mean, I can keep rhythm mm. and you know, or keep time. I should say. I mean, I'm I sing in a band mm-hmm. and. You know, writing lyrics and singing always seem to come pretty easy. But let me tell you, just sitting in front of a drum kit, I am uh, completely. You know, I guess my entire body is is thumbs. Oh yeah. When I when I sit down, I mean, it, it's it's crazy. And that dude's got like a hundred different drums, like on on in his set. He's got like tablas and bongos and electronic stuff, oh, yeah. and it's insane. Like the the. Yep. Level of detail and skill is just nuts, man. Yes. But I just want to Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm always uh, stunned about that. So, yeah, send me a link. and, and uh, I will. For anyone who's interested, maybe we can link it um, as well. 
um, on our website once it comes online, which we're sorry about the delay, folks, but it's definitely coming. So Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, I have to check that out. It is. Yeah, I'll send you the link. Because I've seen like people covering it. Like This mm-hmm. this guy's a drum teacher, and he's like, yeah, I don't know anything about drums. Like well, those <laughs> clinics are amazing. I've seen a bunch of those. Like Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater, mm. Neil Peart, you know, from from rush. rush i mean there's there's you know certain drummers out there that just stun you with the with the level of technicality and just even improvisation it's just incredible it really is man and uh and, uh, and then this little girl she's also playing drums and she's like challenging dave Grohl and stuff and and he's oh, watching yeah. the video and then he sends her a challenge and it, oh it's so great and she's a little Did kid she's like dave 11 Grohl special like a documentary where he's talking about music and no no yeah, he's in the studio and stuff i forget the name of that i always wanted to check that out uh, but we digress oh indeed oh so uh yeah let's talk about this eli it's a 2019 it's according to imdb it's a drama horror mystery and um a boy receiving treatment for his autoimmune disorder discovers that the house he's living in isn't as safe as he thought. And that description is really threadbare. It gives you <laughs> almost zero clue as to what to expect in this uh, of this movie. Um, at, at first, you know, we start off, and again, I'll, I will preface some of this stuff. We'll probably give some spoilers. So if you guys don't care about spoilers, keep listening. If you do, watch the movie and then come back to this podcast. We And we hope you do. We hope you like... Um, what you see or hear, um, but uh, Eli is starts off like most movies in, that you've seen. They obey a lot of the tropes of um, modern horror of these film. horror, yeah, yeah, modern horror films. I mean, it's a sinister uh, asylum where this young boy is taken by his parents uh, to this remote location. Uh, because he has an immune deficiency. It's almost like the boy in the plastic bubble. He has to wear a, mm. almost a space suit or a hazmat suit. He can't play with other kids. He's living this type of isolation. Um, you know, he's he feels like he is never going to get well. His parents take him to this asylum, and there's, you know, only seemingly himself and his mother and father. They're there together with the a, a group of nurses in this uh, asylum and they're there giving him multiple treatments on a, on a regular basis and these treatments hurt him uh, they you know pump him with these fluids that are supposed to help uh, c- cure him but there are uh, a series of incidents that happen throughout this and it's you, we are led to believe that there are uh, some sinister things afoot Right. And perhaps the nurses don't have his best interest at heart. Um, uh, and, and then supernatural occurrences start. And yeah. then suddenly it takes a, a slight turn. Just like Omar said, there are some supernatural events that begin to take place. And, you know, there's uh, other, uh, the, the ghosts of children that were in this asylum or this hospital prior to his arrival uh it's seemingly the ghosts of these children that were also being treated and so now this young boy uh tries to 
um, unwittingly um, figure out a plot or seemingly a plot against him. And he thinks that he's, um, you know, that, that these nurses aren't trying to cure him, but they're trying to slowly kill him. Um, obviously, the parents don't believe him. The nurses are like, no, that's not the case. Um, but is it mm. or isn't it? And then there's this, um, as they're, you know, injecting him at whatever they do in such a cold way, uncaring, like, you know, like Nurse Ratchet times 20. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and each of them just has this cold expression. So then, the, and then, yeah, then there's this really wicked twist at the end, and uh, and it's worth it. I I, I actually enjoyed it. I, I kind of had fun with this one. Yeah, and so we find out that Char uh, Eli, you know, Charlie Shotwell is the young boy who's in the hospital, um, and I, you know, I like the actress Lily Taylor. She's been in a bunch of things. I think she was in Six Feet Under, is what I always remember her from, mm-hmm. which is uh, probably one of my favorite. Um, you know, uh, TV shows, but Lily Taylor is the Dr. Horn character. And she, um, she really plays it kind of straight. You know, some of the acting is, is not the best, but it's not bad. And I like the setting. This mm. hospital is very, um, it, 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 they do their best to uh, obey these tropes. It's a haunted house. There are ghosts. And some of the scenes where this young boy, Eli is, is walking through the hallways by himself late at night. And he sees some of the rooms and he's looking through these, these glass walls. Um, and there's a scene where, um, the, the reflection, he sees, um, what looks like, uh, a chair, but just to the to the right of this chair, in the shadows or half shadows, th- is this uh, figure of this ghostly figure of this little girl. And it, as he moves with the shadow inside, as as it gets darker, this sh- this figure comes more to life. And the effects were really cool. Like I hadn't seen them done in quite such a way, and it was creepy. And I was like, oh, this is kind of, this is atmospheric. I like the haunted house setting, you know, even though it's not necessarily his house. Um, but the, this uh, hospital is bleak. It's cold. You get the feeling, you know, they, they did, <laughs> we talk about color correction sometimes or we talk about atmosphere. They did a good job of making it feel like a very, um, a very lonely, isolated place. Like this kid has... Even his parents don't believe that, that that this house is haunted, you know, and they're trying to do their best to placate him. But they're definitely on the side of the nurse and the doctor, rather, Dr. Horn. They're on her side. And he uh, go, slowly but surely is going a little bit more crazy and, and, and off the deep end. Um, right. He chases. Yeah, they go on a wild chase through the hospital and he locates um, this hidden chamber. Um, with like this massive cross inside it, exactly. Like, what the hell is going on around? Yeah, here? that's where it gets kind of crazy. I liked um, how you know you had this lab inside this you know huge old mansion, uh, at like a, almost like a castle, you know, estate, whatever. And it was almost like this lab was was just fitted into it, but the the that that castle that you know whatever that estate is old and it it's like moaning and stuff but inside is the lab where everything is is um you know um what do they call it it's like uh, all the germs and stuff are removed 
and uh right right it's yeah it's sanitized sanitized but and it and it's fit inside of this castle almost like some kind of like a like a rubber like a rubber glove you know inside some kind of you know <laughs> like a a, a a gauntlet of some kind of medieval gauntlet sort of you know right right yeah because it, it, it they retrofit they retrofitted this this you know hyper scientific laboratory inside an old house so for exactly. a better phrase, I think right. that's, a, that's a good way to look at it. Even like the windows have been updated um, and um, uh, almost to the point, I think they were shatterproof. Remember, he was trying to break through the glass or whatever. Right. And do it. Right. Um, and then to add to addition, an additional, you know, sense of the unknown is this young girl uh, who only shows up um, through this glass partition in his bedroom uh, on the outside on this veranda. And she is this girl, Haley, played by Sadie Sink. She's, for those of you who aren't sure, she's the young actress that uh, plays Max in Stranger Things. Exactly. And she and she so, seems to be yeah. in on it. She knows certain things. You almost get the feeling that mm-hmm. she's in on it, but she definitely knows. She thinks, oh, you're just another one of those kids. You know, the other kids didn't make it out of here. So, you, you know, you don't, I'm not sure if you're going to be able to do it, but you should probably get out of there. You know, so she's kind of, um, you know, she, adding insult to injury because this kid already feels like he's being duped or trying to, or the, you know, the doctor's trying to kill him. Mm. And and so she's not helping matters much, although she's kind of like the only friend he has because, like I said, even his mother and father um, are against him in this and, and they just keep pushing for the doctor to continue the treatments. Exactly. Uh, they go through a bunch of these things where it got a little, it dragged a little in parts in the middle. And then the beginning of the third act um, is when, you know, the kid is finally like, I- I'm not taking this anymore. And he's running away from them because they're trying to give him this treatment. And like I said, he finds this odd room behind the wall. It's like almost a secret door. And he goes into this chamber. They finally... Um, they leave him. They lock him into this chamber behind these bars, and they think that they get um, that he's fallen asleep. Or did they drug him? I don't. Rem- I don't fully remember. It's been a couple of weeks since I saw this, but um, they yeah. I, I think to be they did sleep behind the bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they did and, drug him. Yeah. Yeah. So they grab him. Um, yeah, because he he goes to the bars and the, and the mother goes in there to try and help him and she injects him, and they bring him into the laboratory one one last time, and you know he's screaming for help and then they finally reveal like they start to explain to him what was going on and he's like what you know what are you talking about and and as they uh, go uh, attempt to give him a one last injection they're like what you know what are you injecting me with and they reveal that they've been injecting him with holy water. And that they're not coming out and saying it, mm-hmm. but you're led to believe that the, the nuns, I mean, the nurses in here are also nuns. And that's what that huge the secret room with the crucif- crucifixion and everything. And, the, and there's a well and you um, there's uh, the other bodies of the children are in there. Um, and so you realize that the ghosts of these other children were also in there being injected with holy water and prayers being said silently um, to... Um, to, you know, to protect them from seemingly 
is a normal child, but what we find out is Eli is just a series uh, or just the next in line uh, of these um, antichrists. And these nurses and the parents found out about his powers, and they lied. At this point, you find out the huge reveal that they were lying, that he was never sick at all, and that they were, um, you know, he was slowly become, you know, becoming this evil creature, you know, this antichrist, almost a demon in a human skin. And so they were trying to purge him of this evil. Um, and they tried to do that again with the other children, and, and it's revealed that they had to kill the children because they weren't able to purge the evil from them. Um, and then it's at that point where, you know, shit goes, uh, hits the fan and it goes off the rails. Exactly. And um, well, it, it, it kind of... Um... There, it could be. I mean, I certainly interpreted. I mean, I, not solely interpreted as such, but um, it seemed like maybe through their actions, it turned him into this. You know, it it sort of turned him into. A, I wouldn't say it turned him into a demon, but it led him to do evil things. Whereas before, there was no hint or clue that he had any sinister intent. So, I don't know. See, I didn't get that vibe. I got the vibe that it was inevitable, like that was his destiny, and they were doing their best to try and purge it. Like, it was just a matter of time before his powers came into play. Uh, and he didn't really know uh, that he possessed those powers until, um, you know, they, they were trying to kill him, and then, the, and then they manifested out of a need to protect himself. Yeah, but the, see, that's the thing. It's like, um, all right, so maybe, fine, he had the powers, but the intent to do evil things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I didn't really get that hint. So I, I, I And I, I think maybe if they explored that a little further, it's like— uh, And there was yeah. some of that where I wish they would have spent a little bit less time in, in you know, getting to the— to the third act if they would have left dropped other clues it would have made this more um, a more of a uh, of an intense uh, and interesting movie i i like the film uh, and i i like the left turn that it takes but it, t- it took quite a while for it to get to that point and i wish they would have done it sooner because then they could have explored a little more of the history of who these children were how they came about um, you know, obviously it goes, they go into saying, you know, that they, they allude to the fact that it's not really his uh, father that's with him, you know, that, that, you know, that, um, he's not the blood re- uh, father, you know, or, uh, right. uh the biological father mm-hmm. rather, um, which uh, you're like, all right, well, but he still acts like his dad. He still, you know, says, I love you and all this other stuff, but he's, um, you know, he, he dies just like, like the rest of them. I mean, only the mother is left alive. And I think... Um, I think at that point, it, you know, she's left alive because, you know, of some, some, you know, maybe some alien sentimentality, you know, it was mm-hmm. more out of necessity than it was out of, um, out of, you know, real, uh, human emotion. Yeah. The, the one of the things that I, I think kind of pops out also is the relationship be- between the kid and his, and his, uh, stepfather is that. Yeah. It's kind of um, there is a playfulness, but at the same time, the humor that the father uh, tends to use is a little too. It was a little too aggressive, I think. You know, there was like a meanness to it. You know, 
but at the yeah, same time, so yeah, I mean, it was. But then at, at times, like they, they seem to, you know, maybe gloss over it. it, it I, I mean, I think they actually did an okay job with that, but th there was a meanness, but then he kind of like, that, nah, you know, he, uh, my kid knows that I'm kidding around, you know, something like that, and uh, it was kind of interesting, I think. At the end, the entire place is destroyed. It's laid to waste by his by his incredible powers, and you realize he's coming to his own. And I love I love the ending because you know any type of satanic type movie where the devil wins, I like that aesthetic. That's because you're <laughs> yeah, a known I, devil worshiper. Leonard. I know, I know, but you know, I like I like it when evil wins because I, I you know let's face it, there's so many movies where the good guys win. I like to I like to see the bad guys, you know. Um, achieve the 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 end you know i, I like to see them win um because it's mm -hmm. it it certainly happens on a regular basis maybe not true evil i don't necessarily believe in you know uh god and the devil and uh but i, I like i like the supernatural in film yeah and and in in you know in the movies that i and and even books and etc the aesthetic is pleasing to me so uh at the end they leave and the and the young girl sadie sink's character Haley, is there and you realize that she knows the truth and everything but she can't step foot into the place but she is also and uh one of these evil satanic uh beings and she's there to help guide him too and so the mother makes the choice and she chooses to go with them and take care of her son and be his guardian so yeah they kind of they and they just get in the jeep and ride off into the sunset you know like oh man i i it was just about to get good you know i want to see what happens you know i, I want to see the the mayhem that that comes uh as a result of them having their powers um but all in all, I thought it was a fun movie. There's no big themes here of good of good and evil. Um, there's um, uh, they use the tropes to their advantage because this this film takes a real sharp left turn, and I, I wasn't expecting. I did not see it coming at all. Me neither. And that's Me what neither. I liked about it so much. Mm. I'm like Omar, you gotta watch this movie because it was un it's so unexpected. Right. And, right. Um, I'm glad to see that you didn't get it either. I watched it with my girlfriend, uh, and Anita and I, uh, we watch a ton of horror together. Um, and she was like, oh, my God, like, that was really cool because they pulled it out of, like, a rabbit out of the hat at the end. You didn't really see that coming because, like I said, it starts off as this, you know, this thriller mystery. You know it has these horror movie elements, and then suddenly there's a supernatural element with these ghosts of of these children but you it, it isn't really explained until later on in the movie then you find out that they were you know the satanic children as well and they and they were killed by these nuns because they couldn't convert them right like there's i've seen a lot of stories where okay uh you have the spirits of children at first they come across as being you know sinister and then it's like okay yeah the kids were tortured and killed in this place and that's the direction that you think it's going, and then you realize, oh, okay, now these kids are are actually, you know, the spawns of d the devil. Uh, so yeah, it did. It kind of threw threw a curveball at the end that it, that was pretty uh, pretty enjoyable, I think. Yeah, I mean, and like other um, films like Rosemary's Baby, you know, even though you know it, she knows that this is, you know, Satan's child she's reluctant 
you know, she's a mother first and foremost. Exactly. You know what I mean? And she's so torn from the love of a child that she just gave birth to and the fact that that child's got his quote father's eyes exactly what have you done you know and so i think i understand at the end you know the mother is like well of course i have to protect my son you you know i'm all in on this i mean you'd be hard pressed and i think for some people to like unequivocally no way i would i would kill the satan's child but you've raised this child you know for the exactly 12 years this is a child that you've loved since and you you gave birth to and not only that but you've also you know, through the, the you know, pers- whatever sickness, you know, that, that you've stood with this kid, you know. Although, see, that was the thing I wasn't sure about. Um, no, the parents knew that, all along that there was no sickness. Wait. They knew. She, now, wait a minute. The, the, I know the father knew, but the mother knew also? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I was mm. pretty sure that they both knew. Right, right. And then they were both in on it because the doctor was the one, you know, the doctor horn. Uh, who's also the nun, you know, she, I think they went to her and they were able to, you know, they through, I guess, you know, the divine um, knowledge, they were able to discern who these children are. And, and then they take them and, you know, do their best to try and purge them of the evil within them. Or, or they have to kill them, which is why these, you know, the ghosts of these children haunt this place. Yeah. Um, now here's the thing, I, because I'm trying to remember, because it was a while ago that I saw the movie, and I remember something of the mother saying that I at first I prayed to God to heal you or something, and then she prayed to the devil. So I'm, I'm not sure. I, I I think I don't know. Maybe I need to rewatch it or something. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it probably begs a rewatch. And, mm. uh, most movies that are intriguing for me, I, I definitely revisit them more than once. Because sometimes, you know, especially if, if it's a decent film that, that's enjoyable, you know, there's always something that you missed the first time. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, but... So, uh, yeah, it's worth, worth checking out. So, this is a movie, Eli. I saw it on Netflix, and I think if anyone has a Netflix or however you normally stream, uh, there's, you know, Tubi... Uh, Amazon Prime, you know, some people have hacked fire sticks and they're able to do it in, in that in that manner. But um, Shudder is a great place to see um, movies. So there's a lot of, uh, of great places to stream films right now. And, and some of them are really, really good that you normally wouldn't have access to. So mm. it, I'm... I, and because of the pandemic and everything that's going on, it's tough um, to go to see a movie in the theater. But obviously, that's like my my first love is is seeing a film, you know, the way it's supposed to be seen. Um, but hey, you know what? When when you got no other choice, it's always good to check it out and and uh, you know at least you get to enjoy it as as best you can. Yep. And so out of um, four, are we doing four or five? Uh, I think we've been doing on a scale of one through five stars. Okay, so we're going to do um, five upside-down crucifixes, which, uh, yes. you know, or uh, five pentagrams, let's say, so closer to Ooh, stars. Like How about that? that? All right. Yeah, so we so, could do uh, five upside-down, up, uh, we could do five pentagrams. All right, so out of, and, uh, out of so five pentagrams, how many do you give it, Lenny? I'm going to give it four for inventiveness. Yeah, I was going to uh, say that, too. I think four is pretty good. Oh yeah, 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 nice. Yeah, 
So, yeah, it's definitely a four. And like I said, it's not perfect. It runs a little slow, and it gets a heavy-handed when it, uh, you see it's another scene of this kid trying to run from uh, a situation mm. and yelling his fucking head off again <laughs> and again. I mean, there's a lot of screaming from this kid. Um, it, at times, it's a little, you know, he does some fine scenery chewing, but all in all, I think the main characters, he, the acting is, is decent. Um, so, yeah, four out of five pentagrams. I think that's the way to go. I think so, too. We're in agreement. We're in unison. <laughs> Father Satan Excellent. Father Satan has blessed us. Leonard, yes, you know. he's granted us these powers, and Mommy's going to drive us around. Like, I always imagine now, they all three of them, the, <laughs> you know, Eli, um, the young girl, what's her name, Haley, and the mother, they get in the car, and, and they're in a Jeep, and they drive away from this, you know, this mansion or this, you know, this nunnery, I guess, because they were all nuns posing as nurses. Um, they um, they leave this place. It's in ruins because, you know, there's a, a massive fire and explosions in the place, and the, the place is completely rubble. And they just get in the Jeep, and they ride off like, you know, Kane and Kung Fu. They're about to get into some adventures, and none of it's going to be good. So I just, I was thinking like, oh, you know, I'd hate, a sequel would suck, but I would like to see what happens next. You know, and I want to although, see what kind of mayhem ensues. Mm, although I think a minivan would have been better. A mini, no, they would get into, I'm going to show my age here. They would get into that camper um, like uh, Shazam and Mentor, and they travel the highways and byways of the land, just reaping destruction in Satan's name. I like that. You like that, right? I like that. That's a good sequel. Now that's an interesting sequel. I have to say, we should we should really pose that sequel. Hollywood, Hollywood, <laughs> are you listening? Oh man! All right, four out of five. So check it out. Mm. Um, tell your friends. Enjoy. Maybe this is a brief uh, a brief episode. We're only running around thirty minutes. Yeah, well, that's pretty good. Oh, we gotta so, do uh, our shout outs. Yeah, we gotta give our shout outs. Um, so. Our you know, every week we kind of talk about our buddy Cooch, and this is, you know, no exception. Uh, Cooch is a longtime friend of mine since I was, you know, three or four years old. His family is basically my family. Um, and so, you know, uh, he runs Web Vantage LLC, and you guys should check him out for all your web hosting, uh, web hosting needs. He's awesome. And so, uh, yeah. Check them out. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Um, Cooch at Web Vantage. That's right. The uh, let's see who else. Who else is uh, someone that we'd be giving a shout out to? Um, let's see. Man, it's been a while, so I'm 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 uh, blanking out right now, man. I yeah. know that we had. Uh, who do you who are you writing for um oh yeah we can give a shout out to um my friend nathan and his wife allison they run flick direct yes um if you check out flickdirect.com for all your movie needs we i i write horror movie reviews of new releases from the likes of arrow home video shout factory um vestron will release they all release amazing if you're into home video uh, of your favorite films. I mean, I can't tell you how many great movies um, I've reviewed. And uh, you should just go check them out. Flick Direct, they remove, uh, review old and new films. Uh, they do interviews with stars. 
Um, they even do, when we were able to, uh, go to Comic-Con and interview your favorite celebrities. They're awesome, and it's a one-stop shop of everything old, new, genre, comic book, um, you know, I can't say enough great things. They're great people, and they deserve a lot of recognition for what they're doing. So check out Flick Direct. Um, our Instagram is Cinema Slaughter. You can check us out on Instagram if you are so inclined, Cinema underscore Slaughter. You could check out a couple of friends of ours on there as well, Poltergeist underscore OD. I told them I'd give them a shout out. So check out their Instagram. They're really cool people um, doing some fun stuff, um, uploading some videos, etc. So, yeah, there's been a bunch of those types of things going on. And it's nice to meet people in this type of... Um, um, you know, this type of yeah, environment, you meet a lot of cool people. And, um, so there's also another page, Maxwell Aston, M-A-X-W-E-L-L-A-S-T-O-N. So Maxwell Aston, um, you can check out their custom art and logos. They're, they're awesome. So that's another page I'm giving a shout out to. I told them we would do that. Um, but yeah, really cool people. So anyway, guys, I, we really thank you for listening to this. There's a lot of friends of ours, um, are checking it out. I've been getting a lot of messages lately, um, with some kudos for us and they, they love the banter between Omar and I, uh, we did a, an interview for a friend of ours. Um, he has a YouTube channel. Um, uh, do you remember the, uh, the, the name of the channel, I'm drawing a blank and I feel so terrible, but it's been, a, it's been a couple of weeks since we did the interview. Do you remember Omar? Yeah, we got to do another interview and he's actually going to interview with us. Was so it I at think uh, one Senpai? Of our next, um, uh, podcast is going to be us interviewing Terror our, uh, at Senpai, that's right. Yeah, we got to do, uh, we got to go back and do another one with him, man. That was fun. about some slasher, quality slasher movies that we're all passionate about that are a little bit left of center. And so Terror... At Synth High, uh, he's a great guy. Rob and I, we go we go back for a while and uh, looking at um, movies and playing movies locally. So um, yeah, check him out. Check out our interview, and we will talk to you guys soon. Thanks for checking in to Cinema Slaughter, and we'll see you soon. Later. Rock and roll. Bring out Elizabeth Selwyn. The tortured souls cried out in agony as the flames mounted higher and higher. Burn, witch, burn, witch, burn, burn, burn. Those I've said in stone today, the actual practice of witchcraft in the 17th century.